Okay, we're back. It's the clinch. MMA UK's latest feature where we look to touch base with some of the future rising prospects in the British scene. We've got a special guest this week coming all the way from Team Alpha Male in Sacramento, California. She's the youngest Brit to have ever been awarded a UFC contract and the first ever Welsh woman to sign with the promotion. She came to the promotion after a unanimous decision victory over Vanessa Demopoulos in Dana White's Contender Series of August last year, and more recently came away with another unanimous decision win against Kay Hansen back in November. She's currently recovering from a torn ligament and broken ankle, so we thought what better time to try and catch up with her and see how she's getting along. It's none other than Corey Poppins McKenna. Uh, little disclosure, apologies for the sound here. Uh, we had some technical difficulties dealing with Corey's mic early on, but it does even out very soon into the interview. If you like what you hear, please follow us at We Are MMA UK or me personally at L Evans MMA to be updated on future episodes. Additionally, previous episodes of The Clinch can be found on the MMA UK website. Previous guests include UFC bantamweight prospect and pride of Avatalari Jack Tag Shaw and his father, Richard. Anyway, without further ado, it's Miss Corey McKenna. So I wonder if you'd tell me about your first fight, whether it was in or outside of the cage. So my first official fight would have been Muay Thai when I was about 13, 14. I had interclubs, I'd compete in karate and everything, but I didn't consider them fights until, um, until my first fight, which funny enough was actually for a British title because my, um, my Muay Thai coach was struggling to get me matches and he had the opportunity to arise. So he just kind of like, he, he, I come in, he was like, oh, by the way, you're 7-0 and in your fight for a British title. I was like, Oh, okay, like, cool. Um, so that was my first ever fight. I won it, so that was a, it was a good Amazing. start for my career. It was good, uh, good fun. Great. Was there no no scrapping as a, as a child? Did you have lots of energy as a kid? Was there ever any an instance over in Colchester or Cambran where I don't know someone takes your lunch money or or something like that? Uh, no, surprisingly, I'm not a very confrontational person. Um, <laughs> especially training from such a young age, like you said, I was training from the age of like ten. Um, so I didn't really, I didn't really like get into any fights as such, but I had like, obviously like, every, I think every kid goes through the bullying and all the bullied, I was never the bully, but I was uh, obviously bullied at school and stuff, but I I wouldn't put up with people's nonsense, but I also never really, like it never got under my skin. I've always had quite thick skin. Um, Mm. so stuff like that never really bothered me. I was always just too focused on my studies, on my training. So, Mm. um, that was where my priorities were at. So I never felt the need to like, uh throw hands outside of the gym shall we say do you think it ever put a chip on your shoulder to make you want to succeed further in in UFC and in martial arts do you know what I mean is that is that ever a source of motivation for you stepping inside the cage no not really um like I've said it before like I when I step in there I'm stepping in there for myself but I genuinely just love this sport and like I love everything that it entails so for me, when I step in there, I'm stepping in there out of the love of doing it. I've got no like ulterior motives. Um, I did, I did find it funny, and I have laughed over a couple of guys. Like, um, you know, I got the UFC one, and all of, all of a sudden, I got got some kids in my like in, in my inboxes about like how we used to go to school and how we're friends. And my dad was like, yeah. I "Told you so." And I was like, <laughs> and I, I was looking at it like, okay, and they're like, "Oh, we've been betting on you and all this," and I'm like, "Yeah, all right, whatever." Yeah. <laughs> but like, so it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Like you say, like I'm I'm a strong believer. Like you know, just focus on yourself keep working hard and uh you know you'll get you'll get what you deserve sort of thing i was wondering how that went down in school i mean it, you've said before how your parents have always been incredibly supportive of what you want to do in the future but being turning pro at such a young age was there ever a period 
where you're about 16, 17, and you know, you're know you meeting with a careers advisor and you're like, oh, I want to get punched in the face for a living. You've, you've said before you were quite bright in school, a bit of a bookworm. Was that ever a sort of a hot topic back when you were in high school? Um, so like you say, I was kind of always to myself because I was in the gym. Like I said, mm. I would literally, I'd go, I'd do my homework in my lunch breaks and then like after school, I'd cycle straight to the gym and do like mm-hmm. two or three sessions in the evening. So like for me, I was always kind of, I was quite independent and kind of focused on my goals anyway. Like I wasn't like the loser at school. Like I was, you know, I got along with everybody um, in, in high school, but like I also wasn't like, you know, all these, no, no one really, no one really cared because I was always doing my own thing anyway. Um, but like I left school at GCSE. So I was 15, nearly 16, I think, because of the way the school, the school year ends early. I was the baby of the year. Um, I, yeah. So I left school to do that. Um, like I didn't go on to college. I went straight to training full time. Um, as you say, like the careers advisors and stuff, they didn't have they they didn't have a bloody clue what I was what I was on about. You know, I was like I was like no. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna be broke for like the next four or five years. Uh, I'm gonna like leech off my parents, have them drive me around to all these gyms. I'm gonna get punched in the face, and then hopefully it'll pay off. It uh they, they didn't they didn't quite understand it, but you know uh, my parents were nothing but supportive. Uh, I owe a lot to like I always joke saying bank of mum and dad. You know I owe a, I owe a lot to them. Um, like a lot um, but you know it's uh it's paid off and hopefully continue to do so amazing coming back to your parents I mean it, it's been quite well documented your mum Wendy has a little pre precursor to your career she has a little professional career herself were there any lessons to have been learned in that year before you turned pro when you saw your mum out in the cage were there any lessons in terms of um you know maybe dealing with promoters self-promotion yourself or maybe just the professionalism of it was there anything that you took from her experience that helps you better when you got to cage warriors and so on um so we actually made our like our amateur debuts on the same card uh her pro debut was on the same card as my uh my last amateur fight so we we're pretty much like in line with each other she fought at, like a lighter weight and also like obviously me being so young she was naturally ahead because obviously I had like age restrictions in terms of you know mm. who would take fights with me and stuff um so we were pretty much neck and neck um I coached her a lot like I was in her corner for every fight unless I was fighting at the same time you know there was there was I think there was two events maybe where we were fighting on the same night like she's watching my fight on the Facebook live stream and then warming up and then she's going out to fight so like um, but other than that, I was in her corner for pretty much every fight. Um, yeah, so it, it was cool. Like it's pretty, it was pretty competitive. Like up until up until my contenders fight, like um, she would always be like, "Well, I'm the only person in this family to have co-mained a Cage Warriors event." So, uh, so, so now I've trumped her. I'm like, "Well, where's your contract?" So, um, but no, it, it was cool. Um, you know, it, it definitely brought us closer. And uh, like you say, we trained together a lot. We fought on the same card, so. Uh, definitely definitely a different dynamic to what people are people are generally used to with their parents what was her motivation i mean turning pro about was it 35 36 i want to say um did she foresee taking it all the way or was it just for the sake of able to be competitive being helping support you as well yeah she always said to me that like she didn't like obviously but her goals weren't like you know i, I want to be like ufc champ i want to be this i want to be that like she 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 was genuinely doing it for the love of the sport as well like she just enjoyed competing enjoyed fighting like um she always said to me like her goals were more like short term than long term um so i don't think the goal was ever in her sights i think she i think she achieved everything she wanted to do i think she you know she ticked off that you know that professional career she had, she had um you know she had some some good wins over her amateur and pro career like so I think she was, uh, I think she was satisfied with, uh, you know, what, what she managed to achieve within the sport. 
Amazing. So now you're with uh, Team Alpha Male, you must have no shortage of amazing sparring partners. Is there anything you miss about having your mum as a partner that maybe you can't get out in the States? Um, I mean, like, obviously it was cool having her as my partner and stuff. Um, but, and it was very ha handy, like having someone my own size, my, my own weight, um, you know, in, in the gym, like we had like a rule, like she wasn't my mum in the gym. She was my training partner. Like I was mm. like, you know, we had, you got to keep that separate because otherwise things carry back. Especially when I've got my dad sat at home stirring the pot. Like, you know, I come in, he's like, oh, your mum says she rocked you today. And then he'll go to my mum and be like, your daughter says she, she subbed you today. And then I'm like, don't, don't stir it. Like he's, <laughs> I actually bought him this giant wooden spoon for Christmas one year that says the world's biggest stirrer. <laughs> um, yeah but like so like the family done out it was always a bit strange but um yeah no I, I I obviously miss her a bit but like obviously out here I've got world-class fighters that are on a professional schedule you know they're not they're not working they're like training all day every day so I'm guaranteed bodies on the mats as well as like coaching staff because again like the coaching staff this is what they do um so I'm very fortunate out here to have so much like such a high level and, and uh, such a high intensity as well as my training so I feel like I didn't get that back home so you know, as cool as it was having my mum training with me, I feel like it's, uh, you know, it's not necessarily uh, that big a sacrifice for what I'm fortunate to have right now. Would you recommend any other young prospects from Britain to up and move out to the States? Is it for the faint of heart? Um, so again, like, I've been training full time since I was very young. So I was naturally having to travel around so many different gyms just to fill my training schedule. Obviously, a lot of people back home, like they're working and they're training or they're doing, you know, like, it, it's a very different dynamic a lot of people aren't fortunate enough to do what I do and I'm I'm, uh, I'm aware of that which obviously makes me a lot more grateful but um I definitely think it's an experience like I know a couple of my friends are planning to come out here to visit once COVID lifts uh you know they wanted to come out at the end of last year but I mean COVID ruined everything for everybody yeah. um so yeah so I think like they're going to come out here like even if it's not like a long-term thing I definitely think it's worth it for the experience like you say I've, I trained at pretty much every gym in the UK at some point um just because you get so many different looks, so many different opinions. Like, and I think like you can never stay in one place because there's only so much you can learn from somebody. And I think a good coach, like I'm lucky to have Jack, like he encouraged me to like spread my wings and to kind of, you know, to go out and try different places and see different things, get different looks, make sure that I'm getting the best, um, you know, the best oppositions, uh, not oppositions, sorry, I'm like tests on the mat. Like, you know, I'm getting the best, I'm getting the best uh, training partners and stuff because they, they're the ones that push you. Like, you know, I, I spar with my mum, twice a week for three years like I knew what she was going to throw before she she knew what she was going to throw you know so um I definitely think it's worth it for people to go out and get that experience I don't think it's necessary but I would definitely recommend it amazing so I know you did a bit of a tour when you were kind of evaluating all of these gyms you went to obviously ATT you went to Team Alpha you went to King's MMA what specific thing was it about Team Alpha that you thought okay this is the place for me was it Uriah was it just the quality of the sparring was it that they took more of an interest in you so Team Alpha now reminds me a lot of BKK which is my like original obviously home gym mm. um they really embrace that like family dynamic kind of feel in the gym you know everyone's everyone's got everyone's back like it's it's a really close-knit team um I know obviously there's been like the very public like, feuds and stuff that have gone on but but like the dynamic in the gym is is very close it's very like like you say like it feels it feels like a family and it's it's cheesy to say but but like it, it genuinely does like you know there's there's no clicks there's no you know who likes who like it's it's just everyone's got everyone's back sort of thing um which which I like I think it makes me like respect the place a lot more if you're able to kind of set your differences aside and really kind of just embrace that team dynamic um but also like stylistically um 
you know, I'm, I'm short. I like to throw overhands and I quite like wrestling. So it's kind of perfect for me um, <laughs> in regards to that as well. And obviously, like I say, there's a lot of a lot of little guys and um, there's not as many girls at the moment, but there was a lot of girls when I when I was first looking into it as well. Um, so I get a lot of good looks here. And like I say, um, they've really taken me under their wing. Like I've got Danny Castillo and Uriah Faber really kind of like, you know, they, they, get, they go above and beyond for me. Um, so I'm very fortunate in terms of coaches and training partners. So it's just the perfect gym uh, for me. But I'm very, I'm very happy with the choice I made. Oh, I heard um, you're right. Actually, welcomed him into your home. Wait, sorry, he welcomed you into his home. <laughs> there we go. Um, when you first arrived, because I don't know, being sort of the baby of Team Alpha, he was <laughs> fearful of putting you into a fighter house. I guess there's two questions here. One, what's it like to live with Uriah Faber? What was that experience like? And two, what's the worst thing about living in a fighter house? What should people be wary of? Um, so I was actually fortunate. Uh, they had two fighter houses, one of which was like a small kind of uh, smaller, like one bedroom, like big big lounge so they could have like multiple people in there. But um, I actually had that house to myself um, on my first trip. Um, and then like I lived a little bit with Dave the manager like when they needed some other people to go into the firehouse so I never actually had to share with the boys on my first trip uh, the second and the third trip I was with Uriah um, which obviously is great um, I like to say he keeps me accountable but I don't, I don't know if he does it's, that dude's like like you know it'd be like it'd be like 1am and he's like it's like oh you're going to bed already like, I thought we we're going to play chess and I'm like <laughs> no I'm like you want me up at 7am for practice like no um but no it, it was pretty good like, say, like he's a busy man so we didn't really cross paths too much um I'm very grateful like you say he obviously you, you know gave me a room in his house you know his, his girlfriend was very welcoming we just kind of like you know he, he, he's just a cool dude so it, it was it was pretty easy going um you know it, it allowed him to see kind of the the full side of me and like see see that I'm like professional inside and outside of the cage which I think um kind of like got my foot in the door and kind of earned me a bit more respect um I know he, he talks about it a lot like you know my meal prepping and like my my programming of like my training outside of you know the MMA schedule so it kind of allowed him to see all of that side of things that he probably wouldn't see or notice if uh, if I wasn't living with him so that was so that was a pretty cool opportunity for me um the firehouse I'm see I'm not a fussy person so I'm I was all right like it got messy. The boys didn't do their dishes. Like I was, I pretty much became a dishwasher last time I was here. But uh, or, or we would be arguing. Like we had like we we would play Uno. And we had like the Uno Des, and then um, on the Uno Des card, literally it would be a case of like you're doing the dishes tonight. And, like whoever <laughs> whoever pulled the Uno Des card would be like you're doing the dishes. So um, yeah, it, it was. It, but it was fun. Like it was competitive. Like you know we, we had like uh mini joke olympic games in the houses you know we're like doing like we're jumping over stuff and we're like crawling around the house and racing and it was just it was just fun to be honest like i didn't i didn't have any any problems with it i mean um i definitely like went out and threatened threatened the boys a couple of times when they're screaming on the nintendo switch at like 11 30 and i've got sparring the next day i was like but um so yeah i just become like the grumpy mum of the house but uh, other, other than that like it was it was great fun to be honest um like fortunately i think it takes for someone to want to like leave their home and live in a house with like professional fighters and train like full-time at like team alpha like i feel like it attracts a certain group of people like so you don't really get the sort of people that i wouldn't i wouldn't be okay living with if that makes sense so the fight house the fight house is fun they've sold them now um i know a lot of people are upset about that but i had some good times in that fight house coming back to uriah i actually i found a, an interview with you and it was it was great and I, he asked uh 
what's the number one thing that he's taught you since you arrived there? And I was devastated because I had that written down. So I guess the question is now, Uriah seems like such a well-rounded person. You know, he's, he's got the baby now, he's written a book, he's got his own gym, own business. Is there anything that has rubbed off on you that's perhaps made you more well-rounded as a whole? Has his outlook on life affected you in any way? Um, so long as it's not his fashion statements, then we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I've been accused of already, so that's bad. No, um, yeah, like he's he's a busy man. He's got you know he's got his hands in a lot of uh, he's, he's you know he's foot in a lot of doors. Like he's got a lot of opportunities. He's very business smart. Um, the, the main thing for him at the moment is like he's constantly on at me. Like you need a side hustle. You need you need to make money. You need to do this. You need to do that. Like you need to invest here. And I'm like I'm like one one step at a time. I'm, had, <laughs> I'm like I'm like. I'm still paying stuff off. Like I'm, I'm like, he, he seems to think I'm like super rich now. He's like, you've had a UFC weight that like, we should do all of this. And I'm like, Whoa, yeah. <laughs> slow down. But no, he's uh, a, yeah, he's very business smart. He's, he's got, um, yeah, he, he's a good, he's a good influence for me to have around. You know, he's, he's definitely uh, an example of doing it right. You know, like a lot of people go out, they blow their money or they, you know, they don't invest in the right places or they think that they can just, you know, stay where they are. Like, your eyes always looking to progress. He's always looking to step up. He's always looking to take, you know, you know, okay, well, I've done this, but like, what else can I do? What can I do to make me better? What can I do to kind of, you know, improve, like, you know, improve things for the people around me. It's like, he's always looking to improve everything and uh, to be the, to be the best. So I think that's definitely like something that I aspire to be like. So um, yeah, if I can, if I can uh, follow in his footsteps, that'll be, that'd be pretty good for me. Great. I know you've moved to Sacramento pretty much on a full-time basis now to better your career. What's the one thing you would take from the States back to the UK to help develop the scene and take it to the next level, if you could? The only thing that I think we lack back in the UK is the the ability to have a professional schedule. Like if I had a, a gym like this back home that had, you know, morning, lunch, evening sessions and the ability to, you know, book my coaches in around it, like I'd, I'd be back home. Like I, I'm... Um, I don't think the technical, the technical aspect is necessarily behind. Um, obviously, out here you attract a lot of different people. So you know we've got world champion kickboxers, we've got world champion wrestlers, world champion jiu-jitsu players. Like we've got them all coming in, visiting, or like, or like even just like living here, um, which is very lucky. But I also think you'd attract higher level people if we had that professional schedule back home. So I don't think that the technical aspect is necessary where we lack. I think it's just there's not as much funding, investment. The sport isn't as big back home. Um, so I just think it's less a case of uh, what we need brought back and more a case of like, I think I think we're still playing catch up with America. I feel like everything's bigger out here, um, like every, everything, you know. Um, so I feel like I feel like it, it doesn't necessarily need anything brought back to it. I just think that um, we need that like ability to have like, say, professional schedules, professional coaches, gyms that are open 24-7. And I know a lot of gyms are building towards that now. So um, I think I, I don't think it's long before before they catch up anyway. I was speaking to Richard Shaw and he recently, and he was telling me how the MMA isn't even recognised as a sport in the UK. So there's essentially no funding for it. So everything is just done off your own back. How far off do, do you think we are from achieving something similar to these super gyms in America. I mean, um, I know you got Team Cowboy and and uh, Shore MMA up in Abitaleri. They're bringing everything under one roof now. They've got their they got their tie. They've got their S and C cardio. They've got their own ring now. Do you think we're light years away, or do you think it's it's just a matter of time? Yeah, I think it's a matter of time. Like um, like say like BKK where I started. Like they you know they've always had every discipline under the roof. It's just a case of like 
it's been like weekends and evenings mostly. Um, but I know Jack's taken that over and he's starting to build that up. Like you say, you've got Shaw's MMA back in Wales. Like they're doing, they're doing a solid job. I know they've got like day sessions now as well and everything. Um, I think it's just a case of waiting for, waiting for it to gain popularity, waiting for it to be more competitors. Obviously COVID's like kind of delaying everything for everybody. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think we're far behind. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily impossible. I just think it's a very different approach. Like, like in America, like, like they just love sports. Like say like football players, like even at college level, they're like superstars. And I, I don't, it baffles me. Like they, but they really get behind their athletes. Whereas back home, you, you go, you know, you go to the doctors and you're like, Oh, an MMA fighter. They're like, Oh, why'd you do that for? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's disgusting. Whereas out here, if I was to be like, Oh, like I went, I went obviously to the hospital for my ankle. And like, and like the doctors like wrote me a card and like, you know, they were bringing me like they, they gave me like a goodie bag with like loads of like apple juice and extra stuff because they thought it was really cool and I'm just there like I'm like oh I'm cool out here like, <laughs> I like this <laughs> that's cool um so I guess on the other end of the, the the previous question where I asked you know what can the what can the British gyms do to to bump up to the American standards is there one thing that you find that the British gyms do better than the Americans or is that anything that you miss about the British gyms that you just can't get over in the States, whether it's just, I don't know, the sense of humor or the camaraderie or something like that. Um, yeah. The humor is definitely different. I call the guys out on this a lot because they all think they're, <laughs> they, they're, they all think they're really good and they all think they're slick, but they don't know. They've only got me in gear one. Like they aren't <laughs> ready. Uh, some of, some of them are good. Some of them I have a good back and forth with. Um, I, one of the guys made a joke the other week. I can't remember what it was, but I just looked at him and he was like, what? And I was like, I'm really proud of you. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm being a good influence on them. I'm like, I'm like, you guys are teaching me MMA. I'm like, but I'm teaching you a sense of humor. Um, <laughs> yeah, the banter's definitely, uh, it's a bit more tame out here. Or like, Uriah will make a joke and we'll all just like be like, uh, we'll like, we'll like laugh because we have to. But yeah. he's like, he's, he's gone full dad jokes now. Like, you know, he's at the back of the gym just dancing like a dad and like, you oh, know, no. just, just, yeah, he's gone cringy as hell, but it's, it's great. It's funny um yeah like the band is definitely different um I feel like I feel like it's not too different I really don't um and I feel like a lot of gyms back home are kind of adapting to the American style like I remember I remember BKK we used to just turn up on a Sunday and spar for like an hour and a half and like you know we don't do that anymore like uh where like out here we turn up you know we do three rounds in the big gloves three rounds in the little gloves we call it a day uh, I think we're actually doing six rounds in the little gloves now. I think they changed that recently. But like, I, you know, I went up to Next Gen uh, with Molly and they, they did the same. They did three rounds in the big gloves, three rounds in the little gloves, called it a day. So like, I feel like people are learning to work smarter, not harder. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like, I'll, you, you know, I just want to have a tear up for an hour and a half. But other than that, like, I feel like, I feel like everything's like, I feel like everything's pretty much in sync. Like I said, I think it's just the the scheduling and the, the ability for people to train full time that's kind of holding people back back home. Okay. Last question for you. As the scene in Wales goes from strength to strength, or even in England and Colchester, do you ever see yourself coming back home to do like, you know, long camps? And also what does it mean? What does Wales mean to you? Does it mean is it important for you to, you know, maintain that following in Wales and compete in Wales? Yeah, obviously like I know a lot of people are talking about bringing the UFC to Wales. I know they're building a new stadium. Um mm. I think that would be great. You know, I'd love to, I'd love to come back and fight. Um, I was actually talking to one of the guys about this, like I know a lot of people don't want to fight in their hometown. They don't want to fight back home because they're like, I've been there. I want to go see places, which, which is one of my goals that you say, I, I'd love to travel the world fighting, but also like, you know, if I can, 
if I can come home and have, you know, have my family there, have everyone, you know, like my friends and everyone come and support me, that'd be great. So, um, you know, that would definitely mean a lot. I think there's a lot of uh, Welsh prospects coming through at the moment. I definitely think it's justifiable uh, in the near future once, like you say, once the stadium's built and everything. Um, like I say, I, I grew up in Wales. My family's in Wales. So um, it'd be a great opportunity for me to kind of have everybody there. In terms, of, in terms of camps, like I feel like I've really built a good base here. You know, I've got a lot of re- really good training partners. I've got a really good bond with the coaches. I'm very comfortable here. Um, you know, it's been a long goal, a long term goal of mine to to move out here and everything. It's been something I've wanted for quite a while. So I don't really see myself coming back. Um, you know, for the foreseeable, just because, like I say, it's it's been a goal of mine to get out here, and I'm very comfortable where I am, and I'm very happy with everything, and I'm just, uh, I'm very, I feel very settled here. Amazing. Corey McKenna, thank you very much. Thank you.